Good day, all you beautiful people. I am your host, Chris Champagne. This is Toaster Tubby Time, and I am medicated for your amusement. Beautiful people, and welcome back to Toaster Tubby Time. I am your host, Chris, and I am going to start off this episode by prefacing that I do not condone drinking. I am not putting this episode out as a reason telling people to get drunk or anything like that. You know, drinking is bad for you. It can destroy your liver. It can destroy your social life. It can do a lot of fucking harm to you. It can hurt your heart, uh, your body. So don't drink. But if you do drink, because everybody's going to drink at some point in time. No, not everybody. I take that back. A lot of people are going to drink. Um, it's just the fucking way it is. Uh, it's a legal drug in America. So, yeah, people are going to drink. That being said, I want to tell you the story about the most fucked up I ever was. And I was safe ish um <laughs> safe ish uh no <laughs> um it was just a complete clusterfuck of of everything uh culmination of just pain and awfulness uh that absolutely culminated with uh a endearing show of love and support from my dad and my uncle Alec. So without further ado, here comes the story of, uh, when I got the most fucked up and it was the worst hangover I ever had. Um, yeah, let's get into this one. Uh, as a little bit of background, I had recently, uh, been, you know, overnight hospitalization i had a you know i had a little uh grippy sock overnight trip to the hospital um and i had started recently seeing a uh, psychiatrist to talk about my issues and all of that everything was going fantastic i had been seeing him for a few months now and he referred me over to a psychologist who then prescribed me zoloft uh, so yeah, if you could see where this is heading, you could tell where this is not going to be uh, a good time downtown for Chris. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was on Zoloft for, I'm going to say probably all of a week. I was feeling pretty good. It was actually kicking in pretty quick because at that point in time, I really wasn't, you know, I, I was a lot more slender. I was probably close to 170 pounds at the time. Uh, so not like, I am a big fatty right now where these drugs take a little bit longer time to get absorbed. It was pretty much going in there and I was feeling very good. I really wasn't having any side effects. So I was really happy about this whole fucking thing. Cut to about a week later. Um, I got a call from my friend, Mike, and he invited me to a party. 
at our friend Tom's girlfriend's house. So that's a bit of a convoluted thing there, but I was friends with Mike and Tom, and I got invited to a party at Tom's girlfriend's house. Okay, so it's not as confusing as I thought it was. Just break it down easy. Anyways, we get to the party. I'm feeling smooth as fuck. Um, Yeah, at this point in time, I was going through my really hot topic phase. (laughs) I had one of those fucking... And again, this is the 90s. I was 19. So again, preface it. I it was 97. So it was 97. I was 19. I was going through my hot topic phase. I had uh kind of baggy corduroy uh pants on. I had the wallet chain. I had the um wife beater shirt with a uh bowling style shirt over it because fucking swing music man it was pretty fucking cool i had and and i loved it i was smoking at the time so yeah blah on me for smoking um i had a betty page uh zippo lighter that i had gotten at uh hot topic again this was a mostly hot topic inspired christopher um oh god i had the freaking um that 90s new metal type uh it was a necklace, but it was like, you know, the beaded necklaces that they use, uh, it's the kind of chains that they use for lights, but they made the big beads. They were probably like a big, like a half inch big and they were metal and they just kind of went around like a choker type thing. And it was all super cool, new metal-y type shit. Um, I'm pretty sure this was after I had bleached my hair blonde. So I was back to my regular color of uh, darkish brown and gray. <laughs> I've been gray since birth. I had had a shit ton of gray hair in high school. Um, So we go to this party. Uh, We rolled up in my car, the freaking 1987 Plymouth Horizon. That was a fucking badass K car, man. I got into an accident with that at one point in time, went to the junkyard, bought a new uh, grill, bought a new hood, took everything off, changed it right in her parking lot, gave them the old parts and that they could resell. So it was two-toned. It was kind of a maroonish red for the whole body, and then the hood was the tannish brown. So, yeah, that was – it was a badass fucking car. Um, Keep in mind that I had the 200-amp Super Blue uh, subwoofer – yeah, 200-amp – 200-amp – 200-watt – Super blue amp with uh, two eight-inch uh, subwoofers in the back there that just boomed the hell out of everything. It was just a fun fucking time. Anyways, we go to the party. Uh, I was, I had gotten, I had given my friends money to get me a six-pack of woodchuck. I liked woodchuck. I wish they made woodchuck still. Um, it was kind of like the Zima of the ciders. Uh, you know, it's no longer there, but it was good. Um, so I was drinking woodchuck and I went kind of through my woodchucks pretty quickly because I, again, I was 19 and I did not drink a lot at that time. I think most of my drinking was when I was in the Navy and I really hadn't drank anything since then. So, you know, the woodchucks were good and, uh, and then Mike gave me a tequila sunrise. He gave me a shot of tequila sunrise. 
Yeah. <laughs> that didn't go over well. Um, actually, it tasted fine, um, but it did not go over well towards the ending of the story. Uh, I had another one, and it was after my te- my second tequila sunrise that I looked at him, and it was probably around 10.30, and I looked at him, and I'm just like, I ain't fucking going home tonight. <laughs> so I did call my parents and let them know I was going to be staying over there. I had been drinking. I was safe. I have no intention of driving, and they were perfectly cool with it. They're just like, okay, you know, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Um, don't be too stupid. <laughs> and then I got stupid. Um, I had gone around back, and there was a keg tap, so I had probably about three, four glasses of beer. And again, I'm coming from a normally lightweight person at that age uh, who was not really drinking, so I was not used to drinking and not used to drinking this heavy. And definitely, uh, with the exception of one night when I was in the Navy, I was definitely not used to drinking hard liquor. Um, Yeah, the hard liquor that I had that night was... uh, when I was in the Navy, we were drinking uh, 151 and Coke. Uh, we just got, me and my four roommates just went to uh, 7-Eleven. They, one of them went to the package store, got a bottle of 151. We went to 7-Eleven, all got super big gulps, filled it up with Coke, dumped out a little bit, and just split that freaking bottle between the four of us. It was a fun night. I did not get a hangover. This time I did get a hangover. <laughs> so I was not expecting a hangover. Nobody bothered to teach me the whole rule of beer before liquor, never been sicker. Um, But yeah, so I went and found Mike again, and Mike gave me a couple more tequila sunrise. It was right around the time of that fourth tequila sunrise that I had to make a daring run to the bathroom. Not a number one, not a number two. This was... uh, this was coming out the top side. Sorry about the uh, visual, but I ran for that bathroom, and then some dickhead just stood out there in front of me. He, could, he literally shuffled himself in front of me to kind of block me from accessing the bathroom. And he's just like, what's wrong? <laughs> Before I had a chance to fucking respond, I opened my mouth, and puked all over that motherfucker. Yeah, that motherfucker got soaked in puke. Uh, he wanted to kick my ass so bad. Um, my friends luckily saw what happened. They grabbed a blanket. Again, thank God that it was a friend of you know a friend's girlfriend's house, so he could just grab a blanket. So they grab a blanket, fucking wrap me up in that motherfucker, get me outside. I puked a few more times in the bushes outside. This guy's, you know, I don't even know what he did. I, I, he might've went and showered. He might've, I have no fucking clue. Honest to God, no fucking clue what this guy did. Um, but all I know is that my friends, you know, once I was done puking in the bushes, they grabbed me and pretty much hucked me. They, they, yeeted me into the back seat of my automobile covered completely head to toe with a blanket. Um, I, and disgustingly enough, 
because I had to clean this up. I ended up puking in incalculable, incalculable, incalculable. <laughs> I wanted to do that little uh, Steve Carell thing. An incalculable amount of times in my car. You know, a couple times I was able to get the door open and puke out into the street, but there were probably about a half dozen times that I could not, and I just puked in the back seat of my car in the in the footwell as I just laid there hiding from this guy who wanted to kill me. Uh, the cop that was stationed up at the top of their street because I was 19, um, yeah, a whole nine yards. It was just that much of a shit show. So my, uh, the next day my friends drove me home in my car. Luckily my friend, Mike, who was the one driving lived just right around the corner, literally a two minute walk from where I lived. So there was no issue with him getting his way home or anything. Um, but yeah, I was, that was the worst ass freaking hangover. That was my worst ass drunk experience. Uh, the puking just killed me. Um, but yeah. So then I came home and my parents were just laughing at me. Uh, I still had later on in the day, I still had to clean the puke out of the back seat of my car. So that was still on the docket. It wasn't, it was a summer's day. So, uh, it had festered a bit by the time I actually had to clean it. But, you know, I'm not going to go into that and I'm not, I'm, I'm saying that now. Um, but the thing that really showed me the love of the love of a parent and the love of my uncle was, uh, we at the time were taking out the back, uh, deck that we had at our house. Um, and there were cement stairs going, you know, down into the, onto the deck from the back door. Uh, that had to come out where it's all going to be wood decking and wood stairs. Um, so my dad and my uncle had rented a small uh, jackhammer to break up that step. They then decided to bring that up to my room to show me. I was hungover as all hell trying to sleep, and they brought it up, and they showed it. They ran that thing a little bit for me in my room, my head just felt like it was right underneath that motherfucker. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was the, the, the chef's kiss on the whole fucking drinking is that freaking, ja that jackhammer that they, the small jackhammer that they rented to break that up. And, uh, the fact that they decided to share it with me while I was, uh, trying to sleep off the worst hangover in the world. So yes, that being said, kids don't fucking drink. It hurts. Um, but uh, yeah, aside from that, um, that was just one of my favorite drinking stories. I have a couple drinking stories and I'll probably get into them. Like the time that, uh, me and Ron went up to Vermont. That was a fun drinking story. Um, that these usually tend to culminate in me puking and having to be thrown somewhere yeah we're gonna talk about that again why is it when i'm really drunk i get thrown and i puke it's a question for the ages 
<laughs> okay, enough about drinking. I just wanted to share that story with you guys. I want to let you guys that I love you, beautiful beeholes, and I will talk to you soon. It's the way you walk, it's the way you talk, it's the way you shine. It's the way that turn in a walking on, in a walking night. It don't sound enough to follow me, and it's all over. One thing I know, this is my life.